You are listening to the Thinking Effect podcast with Osho Green and Lillian Krigler. Everything starts with a thought. Join the quest to reshape your own and your students' thinking by exploring your usual curriculum in new and exciting ways. You will get used to our three-step formula for approaching our topics. What is it? Why is it important? And how can it be implemented immediately? Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode nine in the Thinking Effect podcast. And this episode is all about what does convergent and divergent thinking mean? But before we jump into it, let's say hello to Lilian. Hello, Lilian. How are you? Hey, also, I'm really, really well. I've just spent a week in Tasmania, which was absolutely beautiful. So, you know ready to rock and roll for the Thinking Effect podcast with you today. Awesome. I love Tasmania. It's so beautiful there and so relaxed. It's like you're going back in time. (laughs) Yeah, it's gorgeous. We we really, uh, it was sensational. Amazing. So let's start then. Uh, Let's talk about the uh, convergent and divergent thinking. And let's start by explaining a bit about what it is. These are very two different types of thinking. Um, And convergent thinking, for example, is a type of thinking where you really analyze things, you really assess and evaluate information or ideas. It's where you really narrow down your thinking um, and kind of zoom in on on particular um, path or a particular way of doing things or particular way of solving a problem. So, in my mind, convergent thinking is very much like, uh, it's a critical thinking. It's, it's where we grounded in our thinking, really thinking in realistic terms, what makes sense to take forward, what sounds logical, what is practical, etc. Whereas divergent thinking is creative thinking, right? It's where we expand our thinking. It's where we think and imagine without boundaries, where we look at many different possibilities and opportunities and just widening our view in a way, we kind of zoom in out and um, looking at all the possibilities that are available for us. So these two types of thinking are very different from each other and we need to use them separately. We can't try and use them together because our brain can't really apply convergent and divergent thinking together. Yes, this is so true, Ortel. And, you know, with our listeners, we've already discussed the idea of zooming in and zooming out. And the zooming in, as you say, the critical thinking is to be more specific. And that's where you do assess and judge. But when we um, think broadly, it's giving us the opportunity to be a lot more creative. And I mean, our teachers most likely know about Edward de Bono, you know, I've called him before the godfather of creative thinking. And he came up with his six hats and two of the hats are the green hat and the white hat. So the green hat is really giving all these creative possibilities. And as you say, without judgment, coming up with as many ideas, innovative ideas as possible. And then the the white hat is about decision-making and really coming, you know, bringing all of those ideas together and evaluating and deciding which direction you're going to go. I love his work work as well. He's brilliant. And and you're right. And we need both types of thinking. They complement each other. 
we need to develop our ability to uh, think in a divergent manner because this is how we can come up with many different solutions, many different ideas, and this is how we can develop our creative thinking and become excellent problem solvers. But we also need to develop our ability to think in a convergent manner, because as you said, Lilian, this is how we take decision. We have to analyze, assess, uh, and evaluate things in order to make a decision uh, in terms of what we're doing next or what solution we're choosing uh, for a particular problem. So these two types of thinking, they complement each other and we need to help children and our students to develop both of them. That's right. When we evaluate, I mean, when you come up with lots and lots of ideas, if we imagine we've got a thinking sieve, you know how we sieve flour um, or sand and you can, you, 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 you can, you know, discard the things that are the less important or the things that are not going to help your planning and problem solving flow and then keep together the really the, the important ideas, the ones that stay in the sieve that are going to get us somewhere else. So I love that image um, when I think about evaluating uh, ideas. Yeah, it's great. Another thing to remember, when you work with your students on particular task and you want to develop the, um, these types of thinking, you need to make sure you're not asking them to apply both at the same time. For example, if you say to your student or to anyone, uh, please come up with good ideas to do this and that. So just because you mentioned come up with good ideas, the, the other person start to assess the ideas before they uh, express them. And so he's trying or she, he or she are trying to uh, evaluate their ideas before they coming up with them or while they're coming up with them. And this is where the conflict starts within our brain because if we ask in our brain to come up with ideas but evaluate them at the same time, it's like asking someone to run fast but slow down at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's very conflicting. And this is why it's important to um, know what type of task are you, um, are you doing now? Whether you, it's a task or an activity that requires convergent thinking or whether it an, it's an activity that required divergent thinking and then, um, and then provide the appropriate instruction as per the type of task you're asking your students to perform. Yes, and it might be a very new way of thinking for some students. And, you know, the first time they do it and you say, come up with some really interesting ideas or, you know, don't be, you can even have silly ideas. With that, you need to give instructions about how this happens, not to, you know, so that they, people don't laugh at those ideas or they don't discount them straight away. So I, I like to call it norms and protocols about this, this thinking. So when it's free fall and you're doing this, you know, very divergent thinking, then you don't want the people to be critical. So the norm is that you just allow it to happen. You don't get judgmental. But when you're looking for later on the, the convergent thinking, you know, that's the time where the protocol is for you to start to genuinely discount the things that are going to be less helpful or less important. So it, it means establishing not rules, but a, system, a systematic way 
of involving students in these two very important types of thinking. Now, you have a very great suggestion for how teachers might actually try this out with their students, don't you? Yeah, now we're reaching the fun part. But before we jump into it, I agree with you that it's important to set ground rules or norms uh, with your students. And so everyone knows what is expected of them. And, and for example, with the divergent thinking, like you said, some rules might be um, come up with crazy ideas, right? We encourage crazy uh, ideas and uh, defer judgment. So don't apply any judgment to any ideas, not your own ideas and not your um, uh, peers' ideas. And also build on each other ideas because one of the wonderful thing in creative thinking is when you hear other people's ideas that help you generate more ideas. So we want the students to generate as many ideas as possible as part of uh, that divergent task that um, they're going to do. So uh, it's important for the teacher to set the ground rule for each type of task, whether it's convergent thinking or divergent thinking. And now I'm going to share the fun, <laughs> the fun <laughs> activity that teachers can run with their students in order to um, in order to exercise divergent thinking and then convergent thinking. So you can tell your students that you're gonna open an ice cream shop, <laughs> but it's not gonna be just any regular ice cream shop because your shop is gonna be very special. All the ice cream, ice cream flavors that you're gonna have are gonna be unique that no one can find anywhere else. So it's gonna be a very unique ice cream uh, store. And so you're asking your student to come up with ideas for ice cream flavors, really unique ideas that no one have heard of before and encourage them to come up with at least 50 ideas. So let them come up with a um, crazy ice cream flavor and build on each other ideas and come up with uh, lots and lots of ideas. And this is where your student will apply their divergent thinking, their creative thinking, Imagine new ice cream flavors without any boundaries. Nothing is silly, nothing is crazy. Uh, all ideas are accepted. And after your student finish coming up with all their wonderful ideas for ice cream flavors, this is where you move on to the convergent thinking. This is where you tell your student, okay, now that you came up with over 50 ice cream flavors, now we need to narrow it down to only 10 because when we um, open that store, we can only offer 10 ice cream flavors. And now your students will need to think, how can we choose the 10 ice cream flavors that we're gonna um, start with? What criteria do we need to have? And this is where they need to assess and judge and um, apply critical thinking. And, and try to convince others as to why these ice cream flavors are the one that needs to be part of the thing that they need to choose. Yes, it reminds me a little bit in, I don't know if people have read, not everyone will have, but um, the Harry Potter series, you know, they're these jelly beans that come and they've oh, got yeah. really, really weird flavors, some really not very nice, like <laughs> earwax <laughs> well I don't know about earwax ice cream but what it will do is it'll open up for students the opposite of you know the the way that everyone thinks about ice cream because generally we think about it as something perhaps sweet um and you know 
having a divergent thinking might take them on that pathway of more savory kinds of ice creams and different times to serve ice cream. So rather than, you know, even being a dessert or something out um, when you're at the movies, maybe it's something you do have before you start your meal or at, at you, before you go to bed even, who knows? So it'll, it'll definitely open up um, the thinking in the box and I think that, that, you know, what Sir Ken Robinson always used to say is that school should be a place where students really are um, all the time encouraged to be creative. But what he says is very often they are taught to think very much in the box. I love your idea of this ice cream because, you know, it is genuinely going to get the kids to think more broadly if they need 50 different flavours. And then, yeah, the selective process of coming to 10 is a marvellous idea as well. I love your example. Yeah, I'm keen to hear about the ideas that children will come up with. Do you know that in the USA there is a garlic festival where they sell garlic ice cream? <laughs> well, yeah, I did not know that. But I, I now that, that you've suggested this, I can see the possibility and I can see how maybe people came up with garlic-flavoured ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to try that flavor, but yeah, that's great that people are coming up with wonderful ideas. Mm. So um, yeah, by all means, uh, try this exercise with your students and share with us this uh, activity, the ideas your student came up with. We always love to hear from you. Um, before we kind of summarize, Lillian, do you want to? Yes, I'll do a quick summary. Is that okay? Yeah. So so, so what we're talking about is divergent and convergent thinking. So divergent thinking is offering students the possibilities to open up their ideas. The divergent is critical thinking to choose and select from those wonderful innovative ideas, the ones that are going to work to solve a problem. Why this is important is that it takes them beyond that in-the-box thinking at really encourages them to be both innovative but also very selective and very considered and the how is to offer the great examples of thinking like um, Ortel's ice cream shop they can be ice cream designers ice cream creators um, or creators of anything you like so go out there get creative um, and that's the how of how you do it. Excellent summary. Thank you, Lillian. <laughs> and so uh, please feel free to email us at the thinking effect podcast at gmail.com. Tell us how you found this experience, the wonderful flavors, ice cream flavors your student came up with. I'm really curious to, <laughs> to see these flavors. And thank you for all the educator that has been have been writing for us um, in the past few weeks. It's great to hear your experiences with your students. We love hearing uh, from you. So this week, um, one lucky educator will receive my book, Think Unique. This is your comprehensive guide to create an innovative learning environment in your classroom and develop your students' creative thinking and critical thinking. So one of the educators that we, is going to write to us this week will uh, win this book. And we'll meet again next in the next episode, episode number 10, which is all about how can we enhance students' understanding using convergent and divergent thinking. There we go. So we'll do it a little bit more in the actual classroom. So our email address, Ortel, is? 
thethinkingeffectpodcast@gmail.com. Right. See you soon. See you.